listening to the Judson Sap Show, Wake Up Edition, with your host, Judson Sap, at Judson Sap on Twitter. This is your morning news from the day before so that you can wake up, get caught up on the headlines with some commentary. Really appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. So the first thing that I think we have to talk about today is the protests on the street of Cuba. Shouts for freedom as thousands of Cubans take to the street wanting the end of dictatorship. Uh, if you want to check out my Twitter at Judson Sapp, I've got a great short clip I retweeted from Maria Salazar, Congresswoman from South Florida. Uh, she has a very short clip that I think really encapsulates this issue. And uh, it's worth hearing her point of view, uh, given her background. So I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, the basics of it, though, is that something that the Miami mayor also said that socialism doesn't work and the people of Cuba know it. They've got food shortages, a uh, lot going wrong down there. I know I have never gotten to visit Cuba. I used to be a place where Americans used to go travel. The people of Cuba had great wealth and prosperity. And uh, then a dictator took over, turned it into socialism, which if you know anything about socialism and history, it's a farce. It is usually a dictatorship that they call socialism. And they trick you into thinking that government is so good for you, they're going to make your life so much better. And in the end, they usually destroy the very society that they claim they're going to try to save. And the people of Cuba have had enough. Now, they live in a dangerous regime. It's not as dangerous as it used to be, hopefully, because Fidel Castro, when he was alive, would have probably killed most of them. And that's a, a very scary thought, but that's a dictatorship. So I encourage everyone out there, when you think of socialism and you hear somebody talking about socialism, tell them to talk to somebody of Cuban descent that actually lives there now or fled from there. Now, I don't know how this is going to end because the Cuba government has stepped up its crackdown. They're really uh, amping it up. The people are really just demanding food and medicine because of all the shortages they're having there. And uh, they are shooting them with rubber bullets and tear gas. And I have a feeling it's going to end badly. Like I said, the good news is Fidel Castro is not there, but the current government, one boss, same as the old boss, unfortunately. Now, the Biden administration says we stand by the Cuban people. I find that a little bit ironic uh, because usually a, a leftist president has a tendency to speak from one side of their mouth and do something else with the other. Um, so maybe that's what it is here. Maybe he actually means it. I hope he does. I hope he stands for democracy. I think it's important for the people of America to realize what we have and what we could lose if we let our country turn into a socialist dictatorship, because that's where it will end up going if we continue down the path of the Biden administration and what he wants. So I encourage you all to say a little prayer for the Cuban people and democracy, and let's hope it works out well for them. The Cuban people are great people. It's a great culture. When, when Cubans come to America, they've embraced our culture while also bringing some of the great things from their culture with it and mixing it with ours. It's truly a, a good deal what they bring to, to our country when they flee. But I'd like them to be able to have their own home too. 
Cuban Americans should be able to go back and visit their family that's left behind shouldn't be persecuted. And Cuba needs to be a democracy again. So do your part, get educated on this issue and speak loudly about it because anytime we can bring democracy to another country, we're really doing something great for this world. It's actually other than the Cuban crisis been a pretty slow news day on Monday uh, we have a few little things we can talk about. One of them is Biden calling for the hiring of more police. Now, talk about irony. Somebody who was probably leaning towards defunding the police. Crime rates are surging um, as police departments are suffering nationwide. And now he realized, hey, you know what? Uh, we might need more police out there. I agree. Uh, I back the blue. And I think that... Police departments need to be well-funded and well-respected. And I think if they had respect, a lot of the problems that you have would, would go away. I think a lot of the horrible things that do happen are a result of the disrespect that people have towards the police that they shouldn't have. Now, there are some clearly some bad apples out there, and those can get weeded away, and they need to. But there's bad apples in everything, and you have to look at the greater good that happens versus the bad. But one of the things that Biden's also calling for is a crackdown on illegal guns. Now, this is guns that that criminals have and have gotten illegally to commit crimes. But what scares me about this is anytime a Democrat starts talking about guns, they try to frame it in an argument of saying, well, we're just, we're talking about illegal. But what they usually mean is we're really going to find a way to hurt regular people's gun rights. Now, I'm a proud member of Gun Owners of America, lifetime member, and the NRA, just to state my biases. I'm a gun owner. I broadcast this uh, podcast from my gun room, actually. Uh, this is my primary casting and editing place. So you know where I stand. I am going to protect my home and family at any cost. So I'm pro-gun. And I live in a culture and society here in Florida that's a pro-gun and a lot of people have guns. And guess what? Occasionally, bad things happen. But by and far, they do not. So I get scared when a Democratic president starts trying to crack down on guns. Yes, let the police handle the criminals. But don't let government come and seize our guns because that's their end goal. The Democrats are pretty good about this now. What they always do is they fool Republicans. They fool me. They don't fool me, but they fool people like me by saying, well, you know, let, let, let's just take a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And soft, squishy politicians say, well, you know, it's just a little. It's just a little and I'll, quite frankly, the Democratic Party is really good about this. They take a little, they take a little, and then they take a little. And guess what? It adds up. I like backpacking. And I like going as light as possible, partly because I'm a big guy. And it, uh, the weight uh, on the back adds up. Uh, but it's a much more pleasant experience. And one of the things they teach you when you're, uh, or it's a slogan, I guess, for people that, that hike ultralight 
is ounces save pounds. Well, that's what the Democrats do. They keep cutting ounces, getting people to sacrifice ounces to add up to pounds. And it's time for libertarians and Republicans to realize that's what they're doing. So we can't give them an inch when it comes to legal gun ownership. I can say we can let the police handle the criminals and fund them well to do it. But watch your back out there because they're coming for them. And we can't let that happen. Now, one of the things that's fun about doing a show like this versus a radio show or a television show is you can talk a little bit more off the cuff, which for somebody like me that uh, is well known for mispronouncing things uh, and rambling, it's actually a a pleasant experience to me, uh, except for when it comes time to editing any of my uh, really gross mess ups. And I try not to do that, but it does happen. And I say that as we lead up to the next story, uh, which might be the last, because I'm going to try to keep it short again. I think people like it, the, unless it's just a great news day um, where there's a 23 things to talk about, the quicker we can get it done, the quicker you know, hey, I can listen to this show and uh, get it done on my drive into work and maybe uh, chill out with some music before I get in. So... The one thing I want to talk about next is uh, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. Now, so he went on um, television. I think it was television. It could have been done on Twitter. I'm, I, I've got this story from, from Newsfeed, so I don't know where he first said this. But he basically said that, uh, and this is the part I'm going to mess up, that a basketball player named Shohi Otani should learn to speak English and speak English uh because he plays for the NBA. Um, sorry, MLB. See, again, podcasts. It's great. Off the cuff. So he said that um, because he's an ambassador of the sport, which is an American sport, uh, which, you know, it's growing out to an international sport, which is the comeback that a lot of his, his critics uh, spoke about should, should speak English because it would make it easier for him uh, to actually promote the sport. Now, I do not believe Smith said this with any hatred and he's since re- recanted. He's apologized because he was about to get canceled is the real reason. I think he apologized. Uh, he, he, his marketing team and his spin control team did a really good job of, of trying to make it look like it was uh, an accident, but I truly don't believe he said anything wrong. And I don't think he intended to say anything wrong. All he was saying was it would be easier, which, you know, in America, it would be easier to do that. Now, yesterday, if you were listening uh, to the to the show, I talked about the England versus Italy game, and I said I forgot to say, by the way, who won. That was uh, Italy. But I said, you know, normally I would root for the English team because they they spoke English. Now, that's just a fact. We tend to unite to people that we can understand. There's nothing that says you won't unite with somebody you don't understand, but I'm just saying if you have to make an off-the-cuff judgment call, it's kind of human nature to just go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I understand them, cool. Um, but think about it like this. What Smith was saying was a simple statement of reality, that it would be easier, but he meant nothing wrong by it. And I think it shows the culture that we live in that he immediately had to recant and uh, you know, 
or probably lose his job. And that's a shame. So Smith, uh, you did what you had to do, Stephen Smith. And uh, you had to do it. I wouldn't have done it, but I get it. You work for ESPN and they're part of the woke culture now. And uh, you, unfortunately, you, you probably took the capitalist decision of keeping your job. And I, I, while I don't like it, I respect that you had to do it, but I don't think you were wrong. And I hope we get back to the world where people can just say things and people realize they're not saying them out of hatred or anger. They're just saying things that in the situation at hand happen to have truth to it. So as I close off, I want to talk about one more news item that just popped through my feed while I was recording this live. Now I have my iPad out and like 20 different tabs and I pop, I pop through them all the time just in case something pops up. I try to record this show as late in the night as possible and have it to you by morning so that you can kind of get caught up and know what's going on from the previous day with my commentary uh, put into it. Uh, but I just saw that uh, Cuba has now cut off internet access. Um, it's kind of interesting. That's that's the tactic that the AP, I'm going to read the AP's uh, title here so you don't think I'm stealing it. Uh, it says AP says Cuba's internet cut off a go-to tactic to suppress dissent. Now, again, Associated Press there. So what I find interesting, though, is that is a tactic that oppressive regimes use. They cut off the ability for people to communicate. So just think about that when you think about what we talked about in yesterday's show about social media cutting off a sitting president. You might not like what he has to say. I do. You might not. And that's okay. But you should not give power to somebody to cut off a voice because that's a frightening place to live in. And we will hopefully talk more about that. I've been talking about that issue for a really long time. Uh, in fact, me talking about this issue years ago is, is why I got on people like Roger Stone's radar and became friends with him and some other people that were talking about this issue before Republicans were talking about it. Um, it wasn't something that Republicans, my party was, was a, thinking that would even happen. Uh, but it's happened and now Cuba's doing it too. They don't want the people to find out the truth, so they're cutting off the internet. Be frightened, because that's what oppressive regimes do. So last bit for the day, uh, I'm going to call this corrections from the uh, previous show. Uh, One listener pointed out that my children are actually six and about to be four, not five. So uh, if you want to know who that listener was, that was my wife. So it's great that she listens to me, um, but uh, she is correct. My son just turned six and uh, I said five. So I apologize, but uh, I actually knew it after I said it, but I didn't think anybody would catch it. And of course, first thing I found out in the morning was a text from my wife because uh, I was up late working and uh, she said, uh, hey, Great show, but you messed the age up. So that was awesome. And I'm glad she listened to the show and caught that. Uh, As I mentioned in the show notes yesterday, I also forgot to mention the the most important part was that Italy won, as I mentioned earlier in the show today, 
uh, they won and I did not say that. So those are my big corrections. Happy to correct myself. I think if more people would correct themselves, uh, we would live in a much better world. But I want to thank you for listening. Uh, If you're listening to this show right now, know this is kind of the beta broadcast of the show. I'm not really advertising it yet. I've got a lot of followers on Twitter, at Judson Sapp, and a lot of followers on Facebook. And I believe it's at WJSAP3 is uh, is my my official page there. I actually have to look that up because I always tell people... Uh, how a different way to get there. And I don't really like Facebook. I don't really like Twitter either, but Hey, you got to do what you got to do to try to reach people as uh, the people of Cuba are rapidly finding out as their internet's cut off. But uh, this is kind of the beta program of the show. And uh, once uh, in a few weeks, once I've got a couple of shows under the belt and uh, kind of get more comfortable rebroadcasting, I haven't broadcast for a long time, then uh, I'll, I'll start, uh, spreading the word. I'll be getting some uh, big people on the show for my longer conversations edition. I think, I think we're going to call it that, but I really hope you enjoy now and I hope you keep listening and feel free to tell your friends now, if you want to, that the show's starting, but you know, let them know, let them know we're figuring it out together as we grow. Appreciate uh, any feedback you got for me at, uh, you can get me uh, on Twitter at Judson Sapp. Or you can send an email to sapshow at sapstudios.com. So hope you have a pleasant day, and I hope you continue to listen to the show. You're listening to the Judson Sap Show.